Gareth asked me to speak specifically on certain verses, and um, they're, they're found in John 6. Uh, so if you open your Bible in John 6, or at least I assume it's going to come up behind, um, this is an amazing thing that Jesus um, was a, a big phenomenon, if you can call it that, by coming uh, and doing amazing things, um, things that nobody had seen before. Or he fed the 5,000. Um, and people said, wow, this is good. I don't need to go to work anymore. <laughs> this is the second Moses. Bread. Hallelujah. I can be happy. I don't need to go to work. Um, he came and people said, this is good. He's going to get rid of the Romans. Our dreaded uh, persecutors and hatred, hated people. Um, he's going to start a revolution. Yes, this is the king. We like this. Um, he's a healer. He's done, he does all these things. And in John 6, I, I expect you've already done this, but he walked on water and everybody was with their mouth open. Wow, this man. He's something else. And he, he heals lepers. In fact, you can see this in... John 6, um, it, John 6, chapter 1. These, these are not meant to be my verses, but we're just introducing here. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, and a great multitude followed him um, because they saw his signs. And they followed him because they saw wonderful things happening. And I want to tell you today, this is the first level that we need, all of us, God can heal. God can do tremendous things. I remember when I was thinking uh, if God existed or not. Uh, I come from an atheist background, totally pagan in my family. Uh, hardly any Christians that I know of. Um, and I had to ask God, show me that you live, that you exist. Because I didn't know if God lived. I couldn't see him. I couldn't feel him. I had no experience. I had no teaching. Um, my father said he didn't exist. I didn't know. So I had to ask for a miracle. And things happened. Uh, things began to happen that were only miraculous in my life. And we start off there. Um, we met a man on the train yesterday. And we had the most amazing conversation with him. We were going from Liverpool to Birmingham. And um, uh, as we talked about Jesus and things like that, and I said, well, you don't want to go to hell, do you? No, no, I don't want to go to hell. And things just opened up, and this man was ready. He works with somebody, or knows somebody that's a hairdresser, and she keeps telling him about the Holy Spirit. So the man was, wow, this is amazing. And he said, where do I sign? How do I get there? <laughs> Which club is it? Because he was a Villa supporter. So it was all right on that way. But I can see Derek was not so happy with that. Uh, the atmosphere in the train, I've been told not to tell stories, but it's very difficult not to. The atmosphere on the train from Liverpool, it was just incredible with people shouting and dr they were drunk and they were talking, Liverpool supporters, but great camaraderie between us. Well, I wasn't part, but then in the end I had to say, Marilyn said to me, do not speak, these people are drunk, don't talk about the Lord. No, that's not right, I don't think that's correct. So I, we got talking and this man, I, he was 63 years old, and I said, well, where are you going when you die? 
And he said, well, that's a good question. That's a good question. And uh, I said, well, just call on the Lord. And that's how we start. Call on the Lord. What do I do? Call on Jesus, the person, Jesus. Amen. And he'll heal and do things, miracles. And this is the first level. We all start there. Um, God, do things in my life. Show me who you are. That's how we start. And he heals. He does wonderful things. He's the provider. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to live. Just provide the money in my life. And that's wonderful. He is like that. God is faithful. And these people uh, seeing Jesus um, really thought, wow, that's amazing. A man that can walk on water. I don't think I can walk on water. Um, you may have seen a story in Indonesia. People actually did that in the revival. Walked on water. We don't see too much of that. But we do see answers to prayer. And I, Sorry, I've forgotten your name. But the, the sister talked about... What's her name? Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. Uh, we do see answers to prayer. Especially when we start off. When we feel uh, completely... Un, well, ignorant in my case, of anything to do with God at all. We see answers to prayer. And then as time goes on, the Lord tests us and we don't always get this, the answers we want. And the Lord says, hang on there, patience, patience. Let patience take its work and stop being in so much of a hurry and I'll answer you when it's the right time. And, um, okay, I could tell stories about that as well. But, uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> The God of patience. And James says, count it all joy. Think, wow, joy. No, that's not what I'm feeling at the moment. It's not joy. But God answers in the way he wants, when he wants, and how he wants. And we're really happy when the penny drops, when we understand. But it takes a long time, for me anyway. Um, and uh, Jesus started saying, after all these miracles and hundreds and thousands of people following him and flocking round. And then he said some very strange things. He said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. And you can't get more complicated than John 6. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Eat me, take me, eat me, drink my blood. And these poor people think, well, I don't understand this guy. We... We thought he was here to heal and do these things. He does do that. But they start wondering, what on earth is he talking about? Then he said in um, John 26, 27, Do not labor for the food which perishes, for, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. So he's talking on a new level suddenly. Uh, life, everlasting. And I said to the man last night, Do you want to live forever? In hell or in heaven. And I think he appreciated that, you know. Was straight through the gut. Do you want to go to hell? Sorry, that's me. I'm sorry. I'm like that with people. And some people don't like it, but who cares? I said, I didn't want to go to hell. Do you want to go to hell? No. Um, and there's really these people are listening to this message. You can live forever. You can live forever. In, with forgiveness and joy and happiness with God. And that's what he was saying. Um, but don't think of the earthly things, the money, the healing. He's starting to, to say on a new level. And in a way, what I'm saying is, uh, the first level is, 
what can God do for you? What can God do for you? But the second level is, what can God do in you? And I can see Molly could preach this as well, because she's showing me with fingers like this. So if you look at Nicky Gumbel, everybody uses hands and I can't do that with a microphone and they're very clever they do with their hands like this but um, so in you or for you so that's the difference so two levels God can do things for you give you friends give you a job heal you sometimes let's be honest it doesn't always happen um, give you a family help you to find a wife doesn't always happen or not, so whatever. But what can do God do in you? And that's John's gospel. What can God do in you? Who is Jesus? That's the question. Who is Jesus, really? And in the, I, my favourite gospel is Luke, without doubt. I know Derek loves Luke. I so love the gospel of Luke. Why? And this is another bunny trail. But. <laughs> It's because he loves people, children, people, women, people that are not on the road to heaven. Zacchaeus, he's my favorite character, Zacchaeus. I love him because he was so ordinary sinner, a sinner like me and you. Okay? I don't know whether you ever do that, but I, I'm really rude to people. I say, you are a sinner. I say to people, and you should say that to you are a sinner and you need the saviour. Okay, I don't know if I have many friends left, but I don't care. <laughs> if you, I remember Derek told me, um, you can say anything as long as it's in love. Do you remember telling me that, Derek? As long as it's in love, and I hope it's in love. Okay. Um, anyway, Jesus then carries on and says in John 6, uh, believe in me. Receive me. Come to me. Very simple phrases. Come to me. Come to me. Receive me. Um, all that the Father has given, I won't. Uh, will come to me. And we're seeing that in Portugal. A few people here and there are coming to the Lord. The Lord has chosen. Uh, people and he comes uh, uh, the opportunity God gives you to speak the word of the Lord in, um, praise God um, anyway Jesus said um, con constantly in case we didn't get it I am the bread of life I am the bread of life I am the bread of life eat me eat my flesh drink my blood and these people were thinking I don't understand this man now is talking riddles. How can you eat a person? Is this cannibalism? But he's, he explains himself. He explains. You have to believe in me, is, is eating him, trusting him. And anyway, as he goes on further here in John 6, and Gareth uh, indicated to me to speak on... Um, from 66, but we just pick it up in 65, verse 65. Um, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by his Father. And then verse 66 says, um, yeah, that's it. Um, 
from that time, many of his disciples uh, went back and walked with him no more. So there's a division. Um, no, this is too much. I don't want this. Some of them disciples. And the Jews, the Jewish leaders, were wondering, who is this man? And suddenly got offended. Uh, and they walked no more. They decided to leave Christ. Um, and um, there's a very interesting question in verse 67. Um, then Jesus said to the twelve, and it's mistranslated in English, it doesn't say that in English. Sorry, it doesn't say that in the Greek. It doesn't say, do you also want to go away? It says, do you not? Don't you want to? In other words, Jesus was expecting the disciples to say, no, no, we want to follow you, the, the inner disciples. So he says, you, you don't want to, do you? You don't want to follow. It's like, say, do you want a piece of cake? Do you want a piece of cake? Yes or no? But he didn't say that. He said, don't, you, you don't want a piece of cake, do you? No. I don't know if you're following me, the grammar is there. Meaning he expected them to say, no, we don't want to walk away. We want to follow you. So there were these disciples, um, many fell away, but some of them said, and Peter said, no, we want to follow you. You have the words of eternal life. And you probably know Matthew 16, some of you, where Peter uh, is asked, well, who are you? And Peter says, you're the son of the living God. And some translations have that after the next verse here. Um, and some don't. But in Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And then the next verse is... Um, We've come to believe and know you, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. So that's a better translation. That's the same as in Matthew 16, you're the Son. We know you're the Son of God, the Christ, the Saviour. So Peter understood Jesus was the Saviour. And um, if we, uh, I think that's all there is there. But um, and then he finishes off about Judas, but I don't want to talk about Judas. Um, Anyway, what does he mean? That's really the point of this. What does he mean by this? Eat me, the bread. Um, I was told not to talk about different types of bread by my wife, but it was difficult not to. But um, <laughs> she warned me not to go talking lots of stories. But I want to ask you a question. Do you like bread? And she says you're so simple, so childish. But do you like bread? That's my question to you. Yes, yes. Do you like food? Obviously, I love food. And um, I don't know whether you've ever fasted. Has anybody fasted? Have you ever not eaten? Yes, we've all fasted. The body is crying out for food. I need food, I'm going to die. If I don't eat, uh, we do something regular, which is to fast on a Thursday. By four o'clock, I've had enough. <laughs> My body says, I need food. I can't stand it anymore. And in the old days, we used to, well, I don't know if you still do, but fast for three days. I don't know how we managed it. But I'm under instructions from a doctor. said, no, you, you mustn't do that again. So, okay, no, okay, all right. I won't do that. Because she said it's bad for my body. So I don't do it. Um, so, but if you, you, the body is crying out for food. 
It wants to feed, to have food in it. And Jesus is, is saying that, that you need, that's what it is. You need to want Jesus in your life. Amen? Not just believe in the head, but actually experience Christ. Ask him into your life. And um, um, I have two illustrations. One is that, um, if I can find it here. Um, imagine you go to a chemist, you have a bad illness. I wrote down a, a kind of illness, but, um, and you need antibiotics. You go to the chemist, and I, I don't know what it's like here, but the chemists are fantastic in Portugal. They're better than doctors, and they, they know exactly what to give you without going to the doctor. Um, so she gives, he or she, gives you antibiotics. But you go home, and you, you've got the pills, you paid for the pills, and you don't take them. That's not taking in the medicine that you're given. And it's like, for many people, they know about Christ, they know that he died on the cross, but they haven't had an experience with Christ. And you need to experience Christ, you need to have Christ in your life. That's eating Christ, having him, believing him, asking him into your life. So, to take possession is like taking the pills, I don't say he's a is is a pill, but to take the pills and actually take them with water to make you feel better. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? A bit complicated, but I can see Derek looking. What is he talking about? But uh, that's the difference between head knowledge and experience. So Jesus is saying, take me. Not take my pill, but take me. Receive me. Take possession of me. Say, thank you, Lord. Come into my life. And that's the message, the, what he means by that. Eat my flesh. Have Jesus into your life. So we're, I am, uh, doing that a lot in Marilyn as well, on the videos and preaching in Portugal, saying it's not enough to believe just in your head. You need Christ in your life as a living saviour. And maybe there's someone today who believes Jesus died for you, and in Portugal, Daniel knows this very well, nearly everybody believes that Jesus died for them. That's a Catholic doctrine, they believe that. But they don't have experience of Jesus Christ. And to, today is a good opportunity to think, is Jesus in my life? Is he living in me? Have I got Jesus in my life? Um, Jesus said, eat my flesh. Take, you, take into you, receive. And he said, drink my blood. Well, we're not cannibals. We don't, we're not vampires. We don't drink blood. Maybe these things are obvious. But I know when I started, Derek must have had a lot of patience with me, but I didn't understand anything, nothing. And I needed to understand little by little he means to believe in the power of the cross, what Jesus did on the cross. Drink my blood. Believe that what we read, what we sang this morning, that Jesus sets you free, amen, through the blood. But it only is effective when you take in, when you believe, when you receive. Uh, and if uh, the next illustration is that... Um, you can go to a wedding, and we went to a wedding in France 
uh, it was on Thursday, we arrived on Wednesday, and um, it was a great wedding. But imagine you're invited to a wedding, and you sit down, and the food is there, but you don't eat anything. That must be torture. I don't know how people can do it. Some people can do that. But you'll be sitting there saying, I don't want this food because it's poisoned. I don't trust the people. They might be poisoning me, so I'm not going to eat anything. Can you imagine that? So people, they know about Jesus, but they don't want to have him inside. But Jesus said, take me, eat me. I know I'm being very simple this morning, but it needs to be simple. Um, really, really simple. And that's what Jesus said. Uh, Take me into you. Receive my life. Um, and so, again, I'm going to ask that question. Is Jesus doing things for you, or is Jesus in you, actually reigning in you, being your Savior, being your Christ? Amen? Okay. Can I pray? Yeah. Lord, thank you that you want to come and live in us. You want to be a living saviour, and we thank you, you're a wonderful Jesus. Hallelujah. A saviour that comes to live in us, the true bread, to give us the bread for everlasting life, a life that goes on forever, for forgiveness and power and grace and mercy, an experience with Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking us and offering us uh, to go on to another level, to come into our lives. Thank you, Lord. You want to come in to be the true bread, the bread that satisfies, the bread that is in us, that gives us a true knowledge of who Jesus is. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful offer. And we receive you this morning by faith. Thank you, Lord, taking possession, even if it's not medicine and it's not food, physical food, but we take you in. Thank you, Lord. We receive you. Praise your holy name. Amen.